Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. It's great to be back here with you today on the after, um, after, I don't know, after a long weekend. It's just been after a long weekend, after a lot of Marvel uh, phenomena. It's just been insane Marvel phenomena. And um, I just got, you know, I've been, I've been kind of figuring out how I'm running my podcast day and, and every week. And uh, I'm right now taking notes uh, on this episode, going beat by beat. And uh, <laughs> I hit a scene, uh, which made me realize I want to do the, uh, the show just a little bit differently um, this week. Uh, because it's just the way this, uh, the way, the way uh, one of these scenes just hit me. Um, I'm going to have to do this beat by beat reaction just because this episode's so powerful and it's just why I like doing episodic reaction um, episodes and why I'm happy that we get to cover these weekly episodes. What I think is special about Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is aside from having TV shows and I think people maybe mistake that the TV shows are they think that maybe the TV shows are the lesser phenomena, the lack, the lesser, the lesser things um, than the movies. No, the TV shows they give they're the they're the um, licenses that we get the, we get more from these characters. So when they are on screen, we know more about them. So when we get to see Wanda and Multiverse of Madness, um, where we know more about her, whether it has anything to do with what happened on screen in w- w- WandaVision. It, when Wanda is in Multiverse of Madness, we just have so much rich history with that character that we are rooted into the ground with her. Um, so when it comes back uh, all the way back to Hawkeye, um, it's just we get these character moments, and uh, I don't mean to keep, keep coming back like actors, characters. Uh, that's not what I'm thinking. It's just I'm, I'm so connected to Clint. I'm so connected to Kate, and. Um, Man, I've been very, very deeply connected to the journey of Peter Parker and everything Peter Parker's been through this this week. <laughs> and I don't know. I think a lot of you have too. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been thinking about Peter Parker and everything he's been through. Um, but needless to say, MCU has been dragging us through some heavy storylines uh, as of recent. And hey, I'd say it's been doing a pretty good job. Um, so here we are season finale of the final MCU show of the year and they've taken us through a good couple of shows this year and this is our 51st episode of Marvel Maniac and it is also I just cannot believe I just cannot believe I say I cannot believe a lot I also say um it's a pleasure to be here I also say I'm happy to be here things I don't normally say on my outside life but things you also get to hear me say like a broken record in this room uh, or on this podcast. It's funny. Something I also say a lot here. Um, and I'm not going to really stop talking. It's it's funny. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> there it is. Sometimes I can't even turn the mic on because I have so much that I'd like to say, but I can't even get the words out. And sometimes I can't turn the mic on because I wish I could say everything perfectly. And I can't even, I can't even do that right. Um, I wish my superpower were, be, were that I could be happy all the time. But uh, if I could just be grateful for one thing, it's so that we have these amazing things coming out. Like, 
I don't believe we live in a universe where the the TV shows that we're watching and the movies that we that just came out, the movie that we just, just came out in theaters, we just watched. I can't believe I just saw, I saw that movie. I can't believe the movie I just saw. I saw. Um, I, I'm I'm a proud human um, of my fellow humans, and I love to be a part of that venture in some way. So uh, as we're all here talking about it, uh, thanks for coming by, Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. So let's get into this episode of Hawkeye. I'm reacting to it this week. So unlike the other recent episodes where I've seen the whole episode, I've taken notes, I'm going down notes. Nope. This week, I've only gotten to the part where Clinton has said, we're partners. And uh, that really got me. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to um, start the episode on audio. And then I'm going to react to this episode. Um, so we start the episode with Wilson Fisk walking in to meet Eleanor. And it's just literally when he's going to meet her right before um, Elena kind of, I'm guessing, takes the picture of them meeting. It's like, so like them talking to each other, um, Fisk and Eleanor, that's kind of like right when they're talking to each other is when she's taking the picture in this scene. And um, it's, it's, it's Fisk and uh, Eleanor pretty much exemplifying that they have a relationship, a history. Fisk is talking with a growly voice, very growly. From what I remember from the Daredevil show, I know he had a growly voice, but I don't know if he was ever this this low. And then um, he's walking with a cane as well. Um, another thing, uh, I guess I, I got I to gotta say, I'm not quite sure if this is all from the beating you took from Matt Murdock at the end of Daredevil, um, the last Daredevil season on Netflix, which I got to say, great show. But maybe we should possibly go back and touch up on those if we got some free time. Um what do you think? MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. Are you a freak, a Daredevil fanatic? Um, I mean, we're all Marvel Maniacs here. That covers a wide multiverse. Uh, also, just a, just a wide uh, wide ground. Now we are opening up the landscape, the cinematic landscape. And, yeah, I do want to keep... I mainly The main important thing is going forward and getting on the new shows Um we started at WandaVision the day WandaVision came out. I know I want to keep going, so um, that's very important. And but but this is very important in, fa- in, the, fa- in the fact that um, Wilson Fisk is a new character in the, in the MCU, but not. But technically, they're making the MCU a part. We weren't sure if it was a part of the MC if he was a part of the MCU before, but he is. Like so, it's a, this is a very unique situation. <laughs> so. Um, and it's Daredevil would not be an unpleasant show to go back and watch. It would be very fun to go back and place that in the timeline and go like pick that apart, place it back down, see what happens with Fisk. I mean, we're about to I'm probably just about just about to find everything out about Fisk. Um So basically Eleanor just tells Fisk that um it's getting too close to her daughter. And um she has a bunch of black blackmail on Fisk, and Fisk is like um, you don't know what you're doing, and um, I think you're gonna. I'm, I'm, it's it's close to Christmas, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you re- reconsider this. Um, and she's like, I got nothing to reconsider, and like, he looks so mad, and he looks so menacing, and the angles they shoot him from in this show, um, I think they get him a lot better. They they're really trying to really build him to be a lot more menacing, intimidating, scary. The, there's a lower 
Like really, it's like they're really making him more scary uh, in the MCU. They want to make him more fearful. Um, I wonder if they almost like put him into a a vat of super strength <laughs> or something, you know. And uh, we cut back to Kate and Clint, and they are being they were being sent a video of this um, from Yelena. She's got hacked. She's hacking things, and she's watching all this as it's happening. And Kate is not freaking out, but she's saying, look, Clint, go. Go home to your family. you still got time for the holidays. This is my mess. And this is when Clint's like, Kate, you're my partner. I'm not going to let you do this alone. And, like, the way he says this uh, is so convincing. And this is the real moment where it's like Kate has earned that from him 100%. Um <sighs> This never felt more earned in a show. I almost wish we had a moment more like this in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We did technically get moments like this in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I did did I feel like we had a moment more like this in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. <laughs> I got the chills when that was said to Kate Bishop by Clint here. Um, <laughs> maybe, man. I'm I, I, watching. I got to go back. I can't keep comparing these shows, but. I don't know. Maybe can I? Can't I? They're all Marvel shows. <laughs> so he says, your mess is my mess. I'm not going anywhere until this is finished. So then we go into the next day, which I found a little weird because it was already like a day. But whatever. We keep going. So we have Maya walking in to Fisk's office, apparently, um, is what it says in the audio description on Disney+. Plus. is what I listen to to get a lot of the action scenes. And uh, help me kind of describe some of the scenes back to you. I am not... Um, the narrator of all time of all narrators. And I do like to give credit where credit's too. So um, I will be narrating some of the scenes back to you. And um, I'll be rephrasing some of what Disney is the uh, giving me in the audio description. So um, you can go to audio and you go to English and then English audio description. And then you'll be like, how does he listen to the episode like this is what most people tell me. And I'll say, um, well, it, to me, it's fun because I kind of like hearing my action scenes told to me like a sports broadcast. Um, go to Infinity War, put on <laughs> put on English audio description, and then put on the Thanos fight scene with Doctor Strange uh, and, like, Iron Man and everything. And then thank me later. Like, you will love it. It's like, it's like Doctor Strange, take the hit. But uh, Thanos pulls out on a front kid. Doctor Strange is the... I'm so sorry for pumping my mic. <laughs> I can't take this out. This is just too good a moment uh, in my podcast. But it's just like, it, it's just, it's too good a thing. Um, and then from that moment on, I was actually laughing at that when it happened, but, uh, it was a revelation for me to, to realize, uh, I could, I mean, this is like actually something I'm going to use, uh, for my podcast. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's fantastic. Anyway, so Kingpin, uh, approached just Maya and he's, you he could tell my, you know, from watching Daredevil, this is the same guy if not a very close variant. And um, I'm not going to keep going through what we've learned already in Loki and other shows. Like, there, there are ABCs. Like, I kind of do that in, like, the Spider-Man episode last week because like, I was like, um, as we know, uh, in Hawkeye. But um, I, I, um, my audience, you know, you're all amazing people. And um, I believe, like, I honestly believe we've all been through a very, very similar ringer together where we've, most of us, if not all of us, have watched most of these Marvel shows. And... Um, yeah, so more, um, the, the I'm not saying Daredevil though. Um, I think a lot of us, if not uh, some of you, uh, a lot of you, 
I have seen Daredevil, but um, could not have seen Daredevil. It's a very strong possibility. Daredevil could be a, a missed show. Why? Because it's not. It's very confusing as if it were was or was not in the MCU, and it's still not being made official right now. If Daredevil is or is not in the MCU, the thing is, what we can be let know known very soon is if Daredevil and the Netflix shows are a variant timeline. And either or, you can go watch Daredevil and those shows. And by those shows, I mean Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and The Defenders. And have a whole little um, Avengers on Netflix. And enjoy that. in co- And know that's kind of happening alongside post uh, the Battle of New York. And that did happen in a world where the Battle of New York... A version of it did happen. Um, that's at least what Netflix was going for in Daredevil. But now, the real, real, real question is: I mean, dude, Daredevil is in the. I mean, Daredevil. Matt Murdock is here. Um, it's it's nearly one hundred. It's it's pos, It's positive. It's positive that all this stuff happened now. So, um, go watch it. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe I, it's. I'm actually. I'm just in disbelief that I actually had written all that off. I, do you hear how much? Did you hear everything I just said? That is all stuff. I I actually can't believe that it's actually probably in the sh- in all canon now. If you really think about it, if Matt Murdock shows up, all his past has got to be real. He was on screen as Daredevil. If he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Daredevil, if Fisk is in the MCU as Fisk. And Fisk and Daredevil have a show together. Do I sound stupid right now, people? Or do I sound like I'm... Are you are you having a revelation with me? Or... Because I'm just wondering, like... They haven't been super clear with this. Or I haven't been noticing because Spider-Man has been a giant Trojan horse in this whole thing this week. <laughs> like, I'm only stepping back to this right now. Forgive me for not noticing Kingpin's been back... Uh, for a week because Doc Ock's been um, climbing up on, under the Manhattan Bridge and uh, Jamie Foxx has been uh, <laughs> been Electro um, fighting uh, fighting Spider-Man. And for, I got no spoilers for Spider-Man this week. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, no worries. I'm not going to spoiler. You've only I've only said spoilers from the trailers. And we will talk spoilers only in the next episode, um, I will talk s- more Spider-Man. We will be talking more Spider-Man, a whole Spider-Man episode next week or not even as far as next week, just ASAP, most likely this weekend. Um, don't quote me on that. You know how it goes with me. However, um, it's just unbelievable what we're getting right now. And I think they want that. They want us to be looking everywhere in the sky. Left, right, up, down. What? All the stuff's going on. We we can't actually. There there may be a a couple plot holes. There may not be. Um, If there are plot holes, they're completely covered by variants and timelines. You know what? And and the MCU's almost earned earned that man. (laughs) The MCU's almost earned it. Like the MCU has like Doctor Strange to be like, this is not a plot hole. This is a variant timeline mistake. Like he covers it up, and it's like, damn, the MCU's even got magic to cover up plot holes. The MCU's legit. The MCU's legit. 
so yeah, so Fizzy was like, I thought you were more responsible than this to Maya because he he kind of like raised her, I guess, in somewhat of a way. And she was saying, I'm sorry, I know you know how much my dad mean to me. This replies to all of us. Maya tells Fisk that finding the person who murdered her father isn't going to bring her father back and that she'd like a few days off to just get her head together. And first, uh, in reply to, it's not going to, you know, nothing's going to bring her father back. He says he, he just always wanted the best for you. And, you know, he, Fisk really does you care about Maya, you could tell, for one. He does not want her to know that he wanted her father dead. Um, and two, he doesn't want her to leave. <laughs> you know, he loves Maya. Um, and what she does say, he, t- he turns her around before she goes, um, and he says, Maya, I love you. And she says, I love you too. You know, and she gives a glance to Kazi, who's very anxious about this the whole time. Uh, and wh- when Maya leaves, um, he gets angry. <laughs> He's not happy. This is not a happy man. This is not a happy fisk. He's just... um. He is, he's, they're very much um, playing, playing the part of a, an uncle who cares. Um, he says, the Ronin is running around this city. An Avenger has taken an outside interest in our operations. And the Bishop woman thinks she can quit her job as if she works for Goldman Sachs. And Maya, she turned on us. My Maya. What will we do about it? He's asking Kazi. He's very intimidating. And he's approaching Kazi very slowly. Um, <laughs> dude, Fisk, you could just tell, now that he's within the MCU, like the property, like uh, whoever, ha- like they have him, like they're, they're, they're intimid- the intimidation factor is up 50 levels right now. I don't know what it is. I'm scared of him. <laughs> like they, they give, they've given him the keys. They've like, they, now that the, now that he's in the actual slot of MCU Fisk, and like he's fully on Fisk, he's gonna be—he's he's terrifying. <laughs> he says the people need to be reminded that this city belongs to me. <laughs> like the low, deep ba- ba- bass in his voice. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. There's like some like. I'm not even lying, and I don't mean to compare it to, like, the level of... There's some Thanos vibes. Like, he's powerful. Like, there's some powerful levels. He's, he's, Fisk, I don't know. He's, he's going to be... He's going to throw down. Fisk is going to throw down. <laughs> I'm so happy he's in this. <laughs> he's such a cool... He's such a cool actor and character to have in the show. Um, what a cool bad guy for the last episode. And I'm glad it's extra long. So yeah, Kazi is is literally staring face to face with Fisk as Fisk is saying, um, "The city needs to be reminded uh, belongs to me, people of the city." And um, yeah, Kazi is just kind of nodding in agreement. It's nice hearing Fisk talk about how an Avenger is just ruffling things up. I love that. Freaking love it. Love it. Clinton Cater on the subway, and Clinton tells Kate that he's really sorry how this is all working out for her. She tells him that she can't think about it right now and that she has to focus on tonight. He says that she's right. Clint says that we need a ton of gear, like a whole giant bag of trick arrows. And Kate's like, oh, you can actually make more of those? And like, he looks at her like, I'm Hawkeye. 
I can make more arrows. Later, Clint sits in front of a cutting mat with tools laid out in front of him. He screws a bracket onto the top of an arrow shaft. Give you some of that audio description that I was talking about. <laughs> some of that back to you. He uses a soldering iron to um, solder something on there. He also asks Kate for the pepper spray, um, which just doesn't sound good. And I know that's going to come into use into use later. Um, so we're reacting to this as we go, remember. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen with this pepper spray. I'm very excited to see who's going to get peppered. Pepper pots. You see Kate placing a PIM arrowhead and an assortment of other types of arrowheads. I saw a PIM arrowhead. Are we getting another giant arrow? Or are we getting a tiny Wilson Fisk? What's happening? <laughs> she takes uh, one arrowhead out and he and she asks, "What's this one?" And uh, it's like it's it's very metallic looking. And he's like, "Way too dangerous." <laughs> and she's like, "Too dangerous." And she puts it back in. Cut to her making a label uh, with label makers. One says "too dangerous." One uh, one says "air bag." One says "flash bomb." One says "ice breaker freeze." So we're I think we get freeze. We're getting a lot of types of arrows here. Clint pours metal balls into an arrowhead, which later. Um, like drags something into them. I don't know how that's going to uh, come into play. Then we get Stark arrowheads. Wow. What's that going to do? And then later he spins a shaft with four metal rods attached to the top. And Clint works under a microscope. A lot of arrows are being made. So many arrows are being made. Dozens of trick arrows line the table. It's madness. Clint asks if this holiday party tonight that she's going to, is it, is it a fancy thing? The thing that she's going to with her mom and that she was supposed to go to with Jack, which probably he's going to end, end up being at, I'm guessing. Um, Clint says it is part of the job. Uh, it's always inconvenient. It's lonely. You will get hurt. Heroes have to make some tough decisions. So if you're going to do this, I just want to make sure you're ready, Clint says to her. And, he, and he's, as he's saying this, he's uh, cleaning an arrowhead with a tool. You know... What a great scene. Two characters really, um, I mean, like Clint and Kate are really connecting with each other on this one and on this episode. Like, you know that Clint knows what Fisk can do and is capable of, and he's watching Kate's life basically fall apart due to him. Not only due to him, but like, it's almost like, He's he, he's seeing what it is now. He's seeing the, if, uh, the, this whole this whole the greater picture, and it, it's almost like a, a gut punch. And he's seeing how strong Kate is um, in this exact moment. But he also needs to make sure he has the right instinct about Kate because Kate is a hero. And I think he's seen that from the very beginning, actually. And Kate tells him, which I was really hoping that she would. Um, earlier in the season that like she watched him she was one of the kids that saw him as a hero on that roof being hawkeye falling jumping off flying and if, if he could fly i don't have to have lasers in my hands or superpowers i could just be a regular person and be a hero i almost cried uh, just uh, as, as she said that like just i'm ready I'm freaking ready. I'm ready, too. I'm ready, man. I'm, Hawkeye is so good. This show is powerful. 
What a powerful, what a powerful show. Um, you know, and you can tell Clint is so impacted by this. He's pumped. <laughs> um, not really pumped, more or less, that he's um motivated. Um, the way he's looking at the ground, he's looking straight at the ground as, as she's saying this. Uh, because he he's the one who said that nobody is looks up to him as Hawkeye. You know what I mean? He's he's not like the other heroes. He said that. A high top view of New York. Uh, streets, everything's kind of snowy, dusty, snowy. It's night out. New York City's beautiful. I'm looking for Spidey swinging around out there. I love Spider Man so much lately. It's, just all, it's, it's nothing but Spider Man on my mind. Um, and we have Kate and Clint going to the gala. And before that, we have uh, a line of trucks driving, and it is the tracksuits. And um, one of the tracksuit guys saying they have the entrances covered. Um, Kazi saying if the bishop when a woman escapes, be ready. Thomas have east exits, I have west, the tracksuit guy says. Clint and Kate enter the party. They're both dressed very nice. Kate is wearing a long black dress. Clint in a suit and tie. Very snazzy indeed. Very snazzy indeed says she doesn't see her mom yet but clint asks her what she does see what are our assets what are our threats well she points out a complaining guy named gary is a threat who um just yelling at like a waiter and uh she says she fired him she fired her from the only job she ever had <laughs> assets well we have those all over the party she says to clint and then you look all over the party it cuts to all the larpers that they've met as waiters so they've recruited their um larping they're LARPing comrades to the to the to the heist. It's not a time heist this time, but it is a heist indeed. I love it. Pretty sure they got that lady her purse back. She is here. The lady whose purse they took in that episode. Um, where they borrowed her purse before the arrows. And she doesn't look angry, so that's good too. Jack enters the party and Kate's like, Oh, Jack Jack's out of jail already. And Clint's like Jack just got out of jail for murdering someone with a sword, and now he's just walking around with one. That's a weird flex, but sure. And um, Kate's like, yeah, maybe it's just to prove he's innocent. <laughs> Jack is just something else. Every episode, right? Every episode. Jack gets approached by a little kid, and he's, um, he's, he's told, I thought you were in jail. And he says, um, I was bailed out by your, um, by your father. <laughs> and... Um, he says, I was, told, I was told by my mom I was going to get your wine collection. He's like, you're too young to get my wine collection. <laughs> Just like an argument with a kid. And he's like, let me know when you pee your pants in the Hamptons. I do. This is maybe one of the weirdest men you've ever seen in your life. Uh, yet one of the most hilarious characters on this show. Um, where are they going with this guy? Where is this character story going? He <laughs> is outside with a sniper rifle surveying the guests. And um, who's his target? It could be any of them. Most likely, Clint. I mean, I would get a guess it's Hawkeye or Kate or Kate's mom. So, yeah, it could be a lot of targets, I guess. In the background of this scene, we got dun, 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 but very, like, subtle. I'm sure it's going to be picking up uh, into an action scene, I'm guessing. Clint gives Kate an earpiece and tells her to put it in her ear and says he's going to take a lap. Yelena walks in with a green coat all buttoned up. And the 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 big guy LARPer with the, the coat checker was just like, is like, you want to check your coat? And she's like, nope. And she walks right past him. That's so funny. 
Elena scans the party. Meanwhile, Clint scans the perimeter of the main room, and he touches his earpiece. He asks Kate if he sees her yet. She says no. Now, Eleanor arrives in a big fur coat. Big super villainous vibes from Eleanor. Getting, like, Cruella de Vil vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Eleanor is not the nice mom here. She's bad, bad, bad. Um, and it's picking up. And we're we're walking into uh, Rockefeller Center, and this is a big a big set, and we are gonna have a big finale show down here. As we can, I just, I'm just feeling it, I'm feeling it. Kate on comms says that she found her. Kazi gets Eleanor in his crosshairs, and Kate rushes her into the kitchen, and she's asking Kate, "What are you doing?" And just as uh, she's saying that, Kate's like, "I'm saving you." I love the change in dynamic in this scene. Completely changing the dynamic. Um, because when Kate pulls out this video, Eleanor goes from being this dominant, angry mom that's like completely in control of everything um, in Kate's life to, you don't understand. <laughs> and she literally says that. Kate says, your business partner wants you dead. And Eleanor's like, what are you talking about? So Kate pulls out the video on her phone and we hear Fisk saying, which is why I'm a little confused where you're headed with this. And we also also hear him saying, which is why I handled Armand, um, which I didn't quite realize because of the shocker of Fisk. Uh, I didn't quite realize that we had her admitting to Armand's murder on camera and audio. Didn't really realize that until just now. A lot happening, you know, a lot happening. Um, she did totally do that, admit it on camera, but, you know, it's it's a lot happening with Fisk, the real of real Fisk. So, yeah, she's like, you don't understand. <laughs> she says, when your father died, I was blindsided, and he owed, uh, your father owed that monster money. Jack walks in and says he needs a word with Eleanor, and um, she tells Kate that she has everything under control, and she walks out, and onward to Clint. He stares out a window at the city, and Wendy, uh, the lady with the purse, <laughs> I really like that this lady stands out. And um, in the audio description, her name's Wendy. Um, she he, She's the lady who willingly gave her purse with the arrows last week um, or two weeks ago. Uh, she says everything's clear. And little do they know, Kazi is across the street with a sniper rifle. Uh, and there's a red dot on a champagne glass. And he says, surprise, surprise, Kazi. Um, very original line, right, Kazi? <laughs> I like Kazi. And he has actually, a quite, I'm going to say, a quite a memorable character. I do like Kazi. Um, and he shoots the uh, the champagne glass. And Clint says, let's get these people out of here. And there's chaos. Um, I don't know why they didn't expect, maybe Clint didn't expect some sort of an attack. But he's clearly scrambled. And he starts zooming, um, literally not backward, um, because literally that would be my first instinct and why I would die. Because if I ran straight backward, <laughs> dead. You know, they would just shoot me in the back. Um, so first instinct right now, I would probably die in this Hawkeye universe. So I'm glad um, Clint has the right instinct to turn to turn left and run. Uh, and every window gets shot up. Every window. <laughs> Sorry for the audio effects. I won't do that again. Um, I can't promise that fully. Yet, uh, Yelena sees Clint. And I think she has a slight, re somewhat of a reaction. Like me. She's looking. I might be wrong, but she's looking at him. Um, she's just standing there. She's just standing there. Um, Kazi says, Barton's here and the girl. Tell the boss Christmas came early. Love this dynamic already between Kazi and Fisk. Cut back to Kate, Jack, and Eleanor. 
And uh, Barton comes over the radio and he says, Shot fire, shots fired. We're working on getting these people out of here. Kate tells her mom and Jack to wait there. And her mom tells her to not. Uh, Eleanor says, Kate, do not go out there. It's too dangerous. And Kate says, you're the reason it's dangerous out there, mom. Tells her to stay out of this. Stay put and stay out of this. Immediately going to notice and point out, um, I love mirrored moments. I love mirrored moments. So mirroring the first episode. At the party where Kate um, is told by her mom to stay put and stay out of this. And Kate does not listen to her mom. And Kate walks away and goes down the hallway and goes back and sneaks off and finds the auction. And is led into finding out about Kate, um, Eleanor's life. Like This is the rabbit hole that led her into finding out about all this. This is mirroring that scene um, where she did not listen to her mom, um, probably for the right reasons. I like how Jack's just left here alone with his sword, and he's like, what, what do I do? <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if Jack maybe is just being used because he's just an idiot, or I don't mean to call like a names, but like genuinely, like maybe he's just being used. Like maybe he's one of like the Mandarin characters in Iron Man 3, you know, like the guy, like just like a Trojan horse character. Because I'm watching this, as I said, I'm watching this as I go. And unless something's about to happen at the end, he hears a big boom and he's like, okay, Jack, this is your time. Like he's about to pull out the sword and like start helping everybody fight with his sword. Like be at everybody's side. <laughs> I've liked him this whole time, kind of. And also been weary, but like also very weary with this guy. Like what's going on with Jack here? Is he being played? Is he the real victim of all this? We see a good view of the mustache LARPer. Him, Clint, and Kate kind of come to a cross. He gives Clint, uh, Clint a bag. Clint says, thank you. And then Kate asks Clint, well, who the hell is shooting? And he doesn't know. Um, she didn't say hell. I did. But because I'm like, uh, I want to I get this. I want to I give them the information that it's Kazi. Um, who else would it be, guys? It's someone related to Fisk. Clint tells the um, LARPer that to find Eleanor when he, when he gets the bag. Gets on the headset and says he's going to go downstairs and draw the fire away. That's a grills. Our favorite man. Uh, he says, copy that. We're going to position two guys. He tells Wendy and Missy to kill the lights. And we cut to Kate, and she's in the main room where the lights go off. At the party, Kate catches a glimpse of Yelena in the green long coat she's in. Yelena is so awesome. What an awesome freaking episode we got going here. Oh, my God. What a ride. What a ride. What a ride. Kate catches up with Yelena at an elevator. And she's like, Kate Bishop. It's my favorite thing in the world. I've been saying it all week. Kate Bishop. I think the rapport is amazing. On the red carpet this week for No Way Home, Tom Holland said he would love a movie with Yelena, the, um, this uh, new Black Widow, uh, and I would say that would be fantastic. Now that Fisk is back in play, I, wonder, I just wonder if Tom Holland uh, does make more movies and does uh, make it through this next Spider-Man No Way Home. Um chronologically you don't know if i've seen it yet depending on if you've listened to this episode of the no way home um review because um there's no spoilers for no way home in this episode um man it'd be really cool to see spider-man go up against against fisk with the help of yelena um even though there's not a lot of like we don't really know if uh, maybe fisk has a lot to do with the black widows we don't know we don't know let's see let's see we're going to learn a lot about Fisk. Widow says uh, she's there to kill Barton. Wow, I called her Widow. 
so organically because she is, man. You know, Elena is a new Black Widow. Actually, organically and genuinely, she is Black Widow. She is fierce. Um, I love it. Um, she says she's here to kill Barton, have some appetizers, then she'll go. Um, <laughs> Kate's like, you're not just going to uh, find him out of 64 floors. You know, how are you just going to guess which one he's on? And like, shut to distract her. And the floor just stops. She's like, 12. <laughs> And uh, she's like, I'll see you later. And she goes she goes on the elevator. Kate slips in with her. Kate reaches for a button. And Yelena slaps her hand down. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Kate reaches out again. And Yelena grabs her. And like does the, Kate does like an under flip. Like, they flip around back into the same positions they were in. Standing directly, exactly facing forward. Like in the elevator. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> waiting in the elevator. I love this so much. The deadpan look on Yelena's face is priceless. The the character, uh, like the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the chemistry between these two. It's the chemistry. Easy word. <laughs> Very easy word when talking about and reviewing <laughs> shows. Um, the chemistry, the chemistry, and I think. It's very easy to see how very well, uh, very. It's not even how much um, Elena um, Florence wants to be there. Am I saying is that sorry, Florence? Um, she wants to be there playing Elena. Um, she loves playing her, and I think we should we should get her for a long time. I think the new Avengers are looking really nice. I love the new Avengers. <laughs> I'm excited for the next Avengers. I think the next Avengers. Should be coming out fairly soon. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think we should be getting an Avengers level threat somewhat in the next two to three years. Who knows? Uh, maybe, you know, Fisk will do a, a deal with some sort of uh, bigger, you know, Earth level threat. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to theorize about the next Avengers movie yet, but we are getting the heroes. Um, we are seeing some great heroes, man. Yeah, it's Florence Pugh. Forgive me. I'm still learning names. But uh, yeah, she's fantastic, and you could just, she, she just loves playing this role. Kate goes for the buttons yet again, and Yelena throws her onto her back. Now holds Kate ar Kate's arms as she gets up, and Kate slaps Yelena. Yelena's like, "What was that?" <laughs> she's like, and, and Kate's like, "I don't know." Yeah, I, I'm like, I, I, even I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, Kate's about to get her, Kate's about to get her ass kicked. Kate starts to just run away, but there's nowhere to run. Yelena rips off her um. Her, her like jacket and she twirled around and like he, she had a new super suit on and uh, she she was like very flattered and she's like she like showed it off and she's like did you plan that and she's like no and I'm like I'm like even I, I gotta say it's like she looks great like I mean like the suit looks great it's a super suit like we're getting super suits <laughs> like I'd be like I'm like dude um at the beginning of the MCU like Captain America like <laughs> he was everyone was making fun of his cheesy his cheesy suit. His vintage costume, and even even uh, he was like, he's like, don't you think it's a little old fashioned? And uh, was it was it was it? Uh, I think it was Colson. Was like, right now, I think that's what the what the world needs, you know. And that's what that's pretty much what exactly what Kate's saying. Kate's got a little Colson. I like that. Something about that is just so so fantastic, and um, that's what uh, Kate's got going. And uh, it stopped. It did stop you laying in her tracks a little bit, enough to give Kate enough time to press all the buttons on the elevator, <laughs> and 
just absolutely ruin everything for Elena. Well, at least to stop her from murdering Clint. I mean, she needs to find out what happened on Vormir. I don't know how. Does somebody have video footage from Vormir? Can we can we get Red Skull down here, please? By the way, God damn it, I have a really intricate theory. <laughs> I was watching Endgame because I wanted to see a little bit of some of this uh, history. Can we break down Endgame theory? <laughs> We're going to go from the elevator scene in, the, in here and go to Endgame theory because it's uh, relevant. Vormir, the location of Vormir where all of this happened is relevant. Um, the location of it. Because they, they have a uh, Black Widow and um, Clint have a scene on Vormir. And this is that, that location is relevant to Endgame, which is relevant to the MCU, which is relevant to our show, which is badass. And it's something that I heard, overheard in Endgame. Um, I think you all might have heard, you might have heard this. Probably somebody might have pointed this out, but um, man, Nebula was saying um, that Vormir is the center of all celestial, like something. Uh, and, and I was just wondering like, what, 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 what created the soul stone? And why, why, what do the Celestials do to create the Soul Stone? And wh who made this sacrifice thing? And there's so many unanswered questions about that. You know, where is Nat? She just died. But then Clint just disappears. And there's just like this, there's just a spell in action. This, her body just disappeared. And then a stone just comes up in his hand. Who puts a stone there? Who put Red Skull in charge of this? What's going on over there, Vormir? You know, like, come on. They got an operation going over there, really? The center of all celestial existence? Can't we send some Avengers over there? Captain Marvel? Anyone? Nebula's got some intel about that, right? Elena tells Kate that it's so annoying, and she removes her jacket and exits the elevator where it is at that moment. She starts off at a run, and Kate chases her. The LARPers are escorting guests out of the building, and Kazi goes over the radio and tells the uh, tracksuits, the tracksuit guys, that they are coming towards you. The bigger LARPer was uh, trying to find Kate's mom, and he uh, goes on comms and says she's not there downstairs where Jack was with the sword. Clint takes off all his jacket and stuff and takes out his bow and expands his bow. We got some Hawkeye action coming. On another floor, Kate tumbles over a table as Elena pursues her. The view tracks them as they leap over furniture and jump through an office. It's This is a very cool-looking scene. <laughs> Facing Elena, Kate is blocking a doorway, and she's saying, Oh, what do we do? It is Christmas Eve. Let's just not do this. Uh, <laughs> let's grab a drink. And then Elena says, Sure, after I kill Barton. And then the fight pursues. Kicks her through the door. Shoves her through onto a glass wall and drags her face on it. Clint takes a good shot at Kazi on a straight-up perfect vantage point. Floods Kazi's room with uh, gas. Clint radios Kate and asks where she is, and she says to give her a minute. There, she's taking on Elena, a Black Widow. The office, <laughs> the office battle pursues. It's going from room to room to room. This is a very sick looking fight. I love the way this is shot. He picks up a keyboard and swings it at Elena, who shoves her into the next room. Elena breaks the window with her Black Widow nunchuck, and and Kate throws a computer mouse directly at her hand and hurts Yelena so bad and she's like ow <laughs> like genuinely I don't, Yelena doesn't want doesn't want to hurt Kate Bishop she doesn't want to hurt her they're like complimenting each other on their action moves and uh 
She's like, Kate's like, stop making me like you. <laughs> and she's saying, sorry, I can't help it. And she said, that was really fun. Yelena says, oh, my gosh. I freaking love this. I love these two. Yelena just dives out the window like a badass. Um, Kate peers out after her, and she watches her run down the wall. She's going directly at Clint. This goes from wholesome to intense um, in a matter of seconds. Um, we get a mix of the Black Widow soundtrack, I think, of and, and the, the song from this show. Um, and Yelena takes straight steps on the building and does a back step thing. But she misses, and she goes all the way to the ground and looks back up. And then Kate is up there now, and she's tying something to Yelena's rope. And I don't know what she's going to do, what she's going to try to do. I don't know if she's going to be able to do it. Don't do this, Kate. She does the biggest leap of faith. I was scared for her. It was honestly, um, it was scary, but it was fun fall. <laughs> we, I was with her for every second. Um, totally didn't think she was going to splat like a bug, and the show was going to end there within 30 minutes to left. 30 minutes left. <laughs> um <laughs> it was a huge fall dude uh <laughs> Clint's just like Kate you all right <laughs> she she was like yeah and then the tracksuits show up Moss and a few other tracksuit guys show up to Kate Moss is the really charismatic tracksuit guy who was making jokes about hat wearing tracksuits last week you know the royal tenenbaum joke and uh he's got the uh the bandage bandage over his nose yeah, he's really funny. I like Tomas. And and also, he got advice for his girlfriend. Yes. How could I forget? And he wants to thank Kate for that. <laughs> and, he's, and, she, and she says, uh, he tells her that it worked. They went to Maroon, Maroon 5 and said, and she says, okay, let's put the gun. And she knocks it out of his hand. Um, at this next moment, Jack comes out with a sword, valiantly killing and slicing off the hand of one of the tracksuits if he is actually working with them. With them actually working with them and not being used like i said and recently discovered which is being revealed in this scene tate says i'm sorry i got you arrested my mom got you arrested um and he says it's fine i'm having trouble finding your mother wow is this the real or are they double faking us here are are are, are they all around faking out what are they are we being played i don't know who to trust I have so many trust issues with this <laughs> they want to play so i just all i can do right now is say i like jack I can only trust Jack right now. All I could do is just say he, he's coming in to save Kate while she's overwhelmed in battle in this moment. Whether or not that's a trick, hey, he, he's saving her right now. He's saving her right now. And that's what matters at this moment. <laughs> Honestly, though, he's really badass in this scene. He comes in whipping people with the sword, and he's so genuine. It's almost hard to say if he's not being genuine, he's such a like lying character and it's going to be hard to win back win, win him back as a likable character if he if he is lying right now. Now Ivan and his crew, the other major tracksuit character we've gotten to know, kind of the slightly more intimidating one. Um they're all looking for Clint. Red blinking devices all over the building that, uh, that they, they don't see, or if they do see it, they're not really looking at him. They're looking for Clint, and uh, Clint is putting them everywhere. Clint hears a noise uh, of what most likely is them coming. He glances behind himself. He glances and he uh, ducks low, flips up the cover of a button on a remote. It's blindsided, punched by Kazi, who's in his long, long um, uh, coat, trench coat that we, we always see him in when he's doing shady stuff. His shady trench coat. He removes his jacket and he says, I'm going to enjoy this. 
and uh, I maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time this in this scene, um, I couldn't pause it because Kazu comes off as intimidating. Headbunts Clint and and uh, Clint blocks his next punch. Kazu picks up this giant piece of metal cable and like is starting to whip at it, whip at it, Clint. And he's like, "I told you to stop it," and um, he's like, "You started all this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end it." And um, he, he wraps it around Clint's neck and he forces him to the floor. And just as you think he's about to get him, Clinton knocks him and he um, hits that trigger that he opened up and blasts away all the guys that are approaching them. And it, 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 he turns the table so fast. Kazi swings at him. Clint wraps him around the waist and falls back, throwing him over his head and knocking him out. Dang. <laughs> he's like, you were right, Kazi. That was fun. I freaking love, love Hawkeye, man. So happy. I want him to suit up. Come on, suit up. He grabs his bow, runs into a hallway, and then he sees more mafia guys running off the elevator. He says, well, this is some Christmas. <laughs> yes, it is. What a Christmas miracle. Have we ever gotten Christmas sunk, synced up with a show in the MCU like this? I don't think so. Uh, every year we watch Hawkeye as a, as a fan base. I don't know. Um, maybe so. Yes. <laughs> Clint starts taking off down the hallway, and the tracksuit starts shooting and at him and start running after him as well. He leaps out a window and grabs onto the cable. I believe the same one that Kate and uh, Yelena cr- <laughs> travel down. Uh, he, he doesn't quite like, travel all the way down. He like swings on it into the giant Christmas tree. I think it's the one in 30 Rock. <laughs> he lands in the tree. He sees a little owl face to face with a little owl. Oh, little, little buddy, Hawkeye meeting an owl. I love it. Um, outside, Kate and the Mafia are fighting each other. <laughs> Clint tells Kate he's in the tree. And uh, she looks up and she's like, what are you doing up there? Such genuine reactions. Good stuff. Grills checks in with Kate and uh, Kate asks if anyone's seen her mom yet. And no, no one's seen her. No one's seen her. I bet she's with Fisk. I bet she's with Fisk. Kate tells the LARPers, I wish they had a different name than LARPers, but that's just what they are, um, to clear the civilians for her. For her. It's kind of charming in a way. And um, she says, what about that guy? And um, it's Jack just slaying, like literally beating the crap out of uh, <laughs> the tracksuit mafia. And she's like, uh, he's on our side, but we should get him out of here too. Um, one of the um, LARPers says, these guests are terrible at following directions. And Grill says, it's time. And... Yeah, we, we can't we can't do everything on our own. What what's time for what? What's gonna happen? Back to Maya in her apartment, cutting uh not cutting, packing a bag. She sees a photo of her dad. Looks at a photo of her, Kazi, and her dad. Like what a betrayal. Damn. Now a moving truck stops outside of Rockefeller Plaza. Suit mafia guys pour out of the trucks. As they start as they start to approach the plaza, um a tricycle's thrown at them outside of a window. Um and she jumps on uh, a giant piano, like, like uh, and she's like, hey, bros, we have, like, a cover, like, save the uh, scene from this many waves in, like, a video game, uh, but, like, it's, it's a TV show, and uh, Kate Bishop, you know, is just holding down the scene, um, hold down Rockefeller Center. And asks where his um, freaking pack-up is, and he looks down, and here come the LARPers, and they are in full gear. And I guess they meant themselves when they were <laughs> when they were looking for help. I guess they meant they needed to go get in 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 suit. And I guess putting on your LARPing gear means you're getting help, or or in some form of another, you're you're getting help. Girl says you all, you guys ready? And um, they're all like yeah yeah. And then like they start 
ushering guests and they actually started listening to them. So you know what? It freaking worked. It worked. Yo, it worked. It worked, dude. It worked. And start getting in the fight. I'm telling you, the big guy, he knocks one out. It's literally knocks one out. Boom. Chest bumps. Um, Grills carries Armand the second. He's Armand the second. If you don't know, if you don't remember, he's in the first episode. Um, remember Armand? Oh, man. Good times with Armand. I liked him. One of my favorite characters in Hawkeye. I liked him a lot. This kid's giving Grills a hard time about being saved. It's hilarious. He tells Clint that she needs him to hang on tight. He says, yeah, you think? But then he's like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, what is she going to do? Get out of that tree. And he's like, I'm gonna, don't do anything. I'm going to get out myself. He says, repeat after me. I'm not going to do anything incredibly stupid. Ooh, she strikes the tree with an acid arrow and completely knocks that sucker down. The star of the tree falls right in front of him, nearly missing him. Tracksuit Mafia completely surrounds Clint all around the ice rink. This is a sick-looking scene, man. This show rocks. I know this episode so much longer than my No Way Home um, episode. Don't let that speak to anything on how I feel about either thing. I love both things. I love all properties. Again, I don't have the movie in front of me for No Way Home to break it down as I do this episode. Um, I love all these things. I love all Marvel. This is the greatest year ever. What a treat, what a treat, what a treat. Holy moly. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye is getting his day in the sun right now, guys. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, so um, there's, there's, there's smoke arrows happening. Um, Kate slides across the ice on her knees. We get some like latest, like typical like Fortnite sliding. I don't know if you see play the latest season of Fortnite. There's some sliding happening. Um, Twitch.tv slash Mr. Honest Podcast. Um, Twitch.tv, I, I play, <laughs> I'm sorry, I play Fortnite on there. Um, and I play a lot, I play as a new Spider-Man. Um, I'm really excited about Hawkeye right now though. Um, and, and Kate is like shooting people right next to Hawkeye. Um, so yeah, she hits a control box with an arrow fires an arrow and it draws a bolt like an electricity bolt to all of the flagpoles and it brings all the mafia guys guns to all the flagpoles this electricity thing looks so cool um great visuals amazing visuals here it takes off his white shirt to reveal he wore his hawkeye outfit it is you know what he doesn't have a mask but i'd say he's up in purple and he's freaking suited up he says we need to get off this ice and the only way off this ice is up those stairs and we see maybe the most mafia we've seen yet coming down from those stairs at that very moment. It's great. There's only a thousand of them and two of us. This is where I'm hoping we get like Spider-Man. <laughs> no. Gives her the labeled arrows. One, the one, even the one that says too dangerous. One says Sonic. One, I can't even see it. It says Breaker on it. I have a pause. There's no way. Is it time? And he says, it's time. Oh my God, it's time. Lock eyes and he gives her a nod. He looks freaking excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm beyond excited. It says, let's give him hell. You better not die on us. Do not die. Army of Mafia, like, level, Lord of the Rings level, um, like, <laughs> so many, so, so many tracksuit Mafia guys fall out onto 30 Rock Plaza. Okay, choose a light, a light arrow at the guys um, up top, then a um, arrow that shoots out rods at the guys on the ice, then Clint shoots an arrow that ices one of the guy's legs. They have all sorts of arrows on them right now. Kate shoots a drone arrow that drags a man and lifts straight up into the air. I would imagine this to be one of the Stark arrows. Clint shoots an arrow at a tracksuit and it wraps around a guy's chest like a whole band and it electrifies him and he just knocks out on the floor. I love that. Kate shoots one that hits a guy and it has a bunch of like little rods on it that shoot out at other guys. I don't remember... <laughs> I don't remember Clint having all these different arrows in the uh, in the battlefield, but yet we don't we we never saw his individual movies. So 
and also on the battlefield, he was he was having a lot of stuff on the battlefield in the Avengers movies that we weren't seeing. So taking so many people out at a time. Um, Clint unleashes an orange gas with one of his arrows, and Kate is just jumping on top of people at this point. Clint knocks down one straight up, but the bow just knocks one, knocks a guy out. Oh, and I'm not gonna just ever call him Hawkeye, but I don't. I mean, the man has a name. At that point, it's like a wave complete, and then a whole other wave comes. This is so cinematic, though. It doesn't feel like a video game. This is a freaking Marvel movie coming to an end. And it is a fantastic one. It is as good equal to the Spider-Man movie um, I went to go see. I'm sorry, the other day. Uh, I did go see Spider-Man. And it, this movie, Hawkeye, you deserve this show. We're only halfway done. Let's keep going. Next wave of Mafia guys rush onto the ice. Get something paralleling the Avengers in this show. Um, circling shot of Hawkeye. And Kate Bishop fighting the tracksuits. So comic booky, so amazing, so cinematic at the same time. Um, I love this shot. I, this shot's gonna go down. And, this shot's gonna be. Um, there's so many shots in this show. Th this may be one of the notorious shows. I don't know, man. People are gonna love this freaking show if they don't already. This is gonna be smacking. Bull take on the first wave of new attackers, swinging their bows at the same exact time, draw back their bowstrings as they. Stand side by side, and I love the camaraderie. Shoots a huge airbag arrow, a giant airbag arrow that knocks out so many of them. A sonic blast downs the rest of them. A moving truck speeds towards the rink, and Kate grabs an arrow from Clint's inventory. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, and <laughs> hits it, and it becomes tiny. Tiny truck. Tiny truck. Kate asks Clint, what happens to them now? And um, they're both looking down at them. <laughs> and... Clint's like, I don't know what we do. We have to, I'm going to have to ask Scott about that. And then just at that moment, the beautiful, cute little owl picks them up and flies away with them. As they're kind of pondering that, Clint just blows up the last of the mafia. And he's like, let's go. <laughs> Grills lets Kate know that her mom just left out the side door. It lets Clint know that she has to go find her, and he asks if she's okay. He says, yeah. I don't know why Kate always has to deal with this on her own. Like, Clint, can you go help her with this? This is some heavy shit. And um, obviously, this is going to lead to Kingpin. Go with her. <laughs> that exact moment, though, Clint is being shot at by Kazi, uh, being approached in the, in the plaza, which is clearly the final boss fight. In the plaza, Clint has to tend to this. Clint shoots one arrow and a second right after that splits the first up the middle. The two halves of the first arrow hit the thugs, but Kazi catches the second arrow from his face. And he says, nice shot. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Hawkeye says, no shit. <laughs> what a scene. I love Kazi man, and, and, and uh, Hawkeye, man. What a, what a dynamic. Then Yelena tackles Clint onto the ice. Oh, my goodness. So much is happening. She look more and more cool every time we see her. Is it just me? Then Maya shows up on the scene looking as cool as we've ever seen her. Um, later to be named Echo. Um, really, really, really super awesome. That she's confronting Kazi, and he says, you never should have come back. Now you know what I have to do. He immediately starts fighting her. So um, like their conversation with Fisk, um, in my opinion, I might have even missed, might have even not even realized how mafia that conversation was and that she was totally acknowledging she knew what he did to her dad. Um, and damn, that, that this is hard. So Maya comes in fighting Kazi. Meanwhile, Clint is just lying on his back on the ice. Elena says, before I kill you, I need to ask you one question. And she's standing above him on the ice in 30 Rockefeller Center. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Says it's nice to finally meet you, Elena. She says I need to know what happened. Clint, please.
please don't mess this up. Please just somehow explain Vormir. How is he going to explain Vormir? Starts with, with if uh, what if I told you what really happened, you'd never believe me. And I'm sitting here on the brink of him telling her, like, kind of honestly, I'm looking at this man's face, feeling the same way as him. Like, how is he going to explain this to her? And and he's saying to her, you would not believe me. I, I, and that's honestly this whole time since Black Widow, I've been wondering how is he going to explain this to her? Um, there's no way. This is so complicated. This that's what's so good about the situation. And um. What is he going to say? I'm still on the brink of it right here. He says, is your, your sister sacrificed herself. She saved the world. I'm sorry. She says, you're lying. You're pathetic. You're so pathetic. And she kicks him in the chest. I mean, Clint, this is not the best description. I mean, she saved the world on multiple occasions. And it, like, this is not the best way uh, to describe what happened. You could go into further detail, dude. Further detail. Like, the snap and like bringing the world back and how that happened. And it was in the process of that. <laughs> I'm hurting. Maya is standing over Kazi. She says, I don't want to kill you. I want to leave all this behind together. He signs, don't you understand? This is my life, Maya. Mine, it was never supposed to be yours. He says, don't make me do this, Maya. Eleanor is going out to her car with her bodyguard. Um, she gets into their car, and she says she's look. She we need to find Kate. Just then, her door gets ripped off its handles. Exuberating and ex uh, exemplifying extreme uh, physical strength that we uh, don't normally see. That is not normally shown by your average man. Yes, it's Wilson Fisk. He says hello, Eleanor. Why don't we have a little chat? Oh my goodness. <laughs> But uh, episode. By the way, this started with her driver dead when he uh, when she got in the car. Before Fisk can take Eleanor, Kate is there with her bow standing right in front of him, saying, "Get away from my mom!" Oh my goodness. He says, "What are you gonna do with that?" And uh, he has the arrow. She has the arrow aimed at him, and she shoots him with the arrow, and uh, it lodges in him. But he like just yanks it right out. She then shoots Wilson with a grapple arrow, like with a with a string, like kind of a grap. Uh, a rope attached to it, and he yanks her towards him and punches Kate straight in the face. And, man, if you've seen Daredevil, you've seen this guy throw a punch. It is vicious. This is a brutal human being. Um, and I think they've even leveled him up in strength in the MCU right here. Like, he has super strength. And, uh, oh, my goodness, he's coming at um, Kate with, with vicious strength uh, and um they're about to go at it I, I mean he's about to pretty much kill her and and eleanor comes and slams her with his with her car into the building he might as well be dead um but we we, we know that he is not going to be dead um he just he, he's too strong he's too tough a, he's too tough of a nut to crack back to kazi he's talking to um echo aka maya and he says i'm not like you that it's too late. Yes, says that it's not too late. Brave enough to choose it, we can walk together. Kazi signs, I can't walk in both worlds. Gazing at Maya, sadly, he grabs an arrow and jabs it at her. Maya dodges his swipes. She gets the tip of an arrow. I don't know if it's the same one. And she jabs him with it and gets him. And um, she did not want to do this to him, but she kind of made him do it. His lips tremble and he's dying. And he says, leave Maya, he's coming for you. Fisk is fierce. Fierce gained power, man. Fierce has power.
Ooh, in the toy store, Wilson Fisk is up on his feet. Like, oh man, when he got knocked on his feet, when, when he got hit by the car, he looked pretty down. But no, he's up on his feet looking at Eleanor, looking at her. Kate climbs over the car's hood into the store. She says, where are you going, big guy? And she launches at him, and, she, and he's like, you're in over your head. <laughs> and, like, she just swings him. She, she swings, he swings her, like, out of the way. He tries to walk out of the shop. She puts this arrow through the window, and it blocks his way with all these electrical, crisscrossy, crisscrossy electrical wires. And this makes him mad. He's all red in the face, and he turns around, and he throws her into uh, a display. They're in a toy store, so it's very Christmassy, Christmassy atmosphere. On the ice, Elena kicks Clint in the face and the chest. He tells her nobody killed her. She made a choice, and she screams, "You're lying!" The performance here. Oh my goodness, the way she says that. Stop lying. Stop lying. I get some great punches in on the in the face and the stomach. She's punching him so much, but he's still managing to hold her back. You're not listening to me. He says. He said she sacrificed herself, you understand? He has her hand like a neck lock, but he's trying to calm her down and tell her, this is good, this is good, please tell her, please tell her. Almost like he's starting to let go of her, and he's saying, and almost like starting to get emotional a little bit, and he's saying, I couldn't stop her, and she started to get emotional. It's almost like she started to let go too, and she starts to say no, and uh, she punches him in the face, and he starts to fall back, and the fight continues, and we cut to Kate in a pile of presents, Oh, my God. Unfortunately, fighting one of the uh, biggest, <laughs> growliest, angriest Grinches in the MCU. It crawls across the floor, but uh, Wilson Fisk pulls her back, and he grabs her quiver as she um, crawls away. Pulling out the arrows, he stalks over to Kate. He tells her to mind her own business, and he snaps all the arrows in half. Throws them to the floor. Fisk walks away from her again, and she goes at him again. She won't give up against Fisk. It's amazing. Um... It's just amazing how, how how relentless Kate Bishop is against one of the toughest baddies. Um, she she goes right up against him. She will not stand down. Ice rink Elena asks Clint, why would she sacrifice herself for you? Do you deserve it? And Clint says, I didn't. And uh, she says, so she died because you let her. And Clint says, I fought her for it. But she was better than me. Elena says, you should have fought harder. And she whips out her baton and smacks him with it. Again and again. And again, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times with him, with it. Come on, Yelena. And then back to uh, the fight with Wilson and Kate. They charge at each other. He pushes her into a pile of teddy bears. Um, really hard, though. He says, you're really starting to annoy me. Um, Kate snaps one of his cufflinks like the penny or the thing that um, she, she taught, she, that Hawkeye taught her at the, at the party. You know, like she flicked that on the TV. And she snaps into one of the arrowheads. I love continuity. I love continuity. What do you think about that? Oh, my goodness. Isn't that great? Great, great, great callback to earlier in the show. It's the first thing he ever taught her. Comes back to, into play here. Um, so the arrowheads are on the ground, and she flicks, and it's with Wilson Fisk cufflink, um, which is very prominent to him. Fisk likes to put his he keeps his cufflinks on um he says they like to uh, remind me of my humanity i like to remind myself um he says in daredevil um let me see i'm gonna say well let's say wilson wilson fist cufflinks um he says like they like to remind me they like to remind me um i still have some humanity um well here's hum your humanity for you pal <laughs> so um i don't know what's about to happen with this arrow she's about to blow up ding to all of the arrows i'm seeing right now it just explodes all over Wilson, and he just falls on the floor. And um, 
he's knocked out. He's knocked out, and she grimaces, uh, and she gets up, and she goes to see, see if her mom's okay, at least. Mom asks her if she's okay, and they hug. Not super happy with Eleanor, so I don't really care about her well-being really that much, but um, her mom says it'll all go back to normal, and Kate shakes her head. Kate says it's never been normal, Mom, but I think some part of me has um, always known that. Eleanor says, honey, this is just an unfortunate arrangement. Kate says, killing Armand... Hiring an assassin to kill Clint and framing your own fiance. Unbelievable. That's an unfortunate arrangement. Yeah. She says, Yes, sweetie, that's how the world works. I'll protect you from it. Oh my gosh, Eleanor. <laughs> you may have not known what was going on, but I did uh, save you from it. I know what it's like to have nothing and you can't handle it. What are you trying to rationalize? She says, uh, how, do, how do you know what I can't do? Because I know you and I know that you think you can live life without consequences, just like your father, but someone has to clean things up. Someone has to take responsibility. She's got some Thanos method here. She's got some Thanos logic. So she's literally here um, getting arrested by these same two cops I thought were fake cops last week. I think the show does... <laughs> you know what? I really think the show wanted us to think that Jack was fake. <laughs> like... I <laughs> getting fake arrested last so yeah Eleanor gets arrested by the same cops that arrested Jack last week um we'll see about this I I think Eleanor's genuinely being arrested and Kate is okay with this which she should be Clint is laying there um and Elena is approaching him to kill him and we hear the whistle I Totally thought of this last week, and it broke me um, thinking about this, and it's breaking me right now. I cannot believe this is the actual thing. Um, this is how he's telling her that they were so close. Clint says your secret whistle with Nat. She talks about you all the time, Yelena. I have the chills. I have the chills, man. Because Jeremy Renner played that so good in that last episode. When he found out it was Yelena, the look on his face. Did you feel the relief? I felt so relieved when he knew it was Yelena. He says Yelena. I knew it was Yelena. You knew it was Yelena. So he knew it was Yelena. So it's like Matt told him it was Yelena. We knew as an audience somewhat. So Yelena asked what Natasha said about her. Clint says she told me about how you got separated as kids. She was flying that plane. I asked her if she was scared. All she could think about is that you were safe, he tells Elena. That never changed, Elena. She loved you. Always wanted you safe. Elena is just straight up crying and sobbing now. The song, it's like the Black Widow song is playing. Uh, it's, it's so much familiar music is playing. And then she, she tells Clinton, you got so much time with her. He uh, agrees, yes, I did. She says it shouldn't have gone this way. She says if I was there, I could have stopped it. I could have changed it. And he says, nothing was going to stop her, Yelena. True. He says, uh, you, know, you, know, you know Natasha. He says she made her choice, and we're going to have to find a way to live with that. Yelena cries, I loved her so much. Of course you did. Oh, my gosh. Clint's tears, uh, eyes tear up, and he says, me too. Wow. Man, please hug each other. Please, for the love of God, just hug each other. Holsters her gun, and Yelena offers her her hand and he takes it and he gets up and he puts his hand on her shoulder 
And he says he's sorry. And her eyes glaze with tears. She walks away. And Clint's standing alone on the ice next to the broken Christmas tree. <laughs> this is not the saddest thing in the world on Christmas. I don't know. Please make it make it happy. Please. Now our guard is in the toy store looking for Fisk, and he's not there. Oh, my gosh. Fisk is walking down the street all beat up by himself. So he comes across the trust of movie Ben, and guess who gets out? It's Maya. And he's so happy. He's like, oh, my goodness. It's Maya. <laughs> it's so great for Maya uh, that she finds him in this position, of course. And she pulls a gun out on him, and she he says, Maya, sometimes family, you know, Disick doesn't see eye to eye, uh, and uh, she shoots the gun uh, above eye level. We got a hint that Fisk can take immense damage, um, insane damage in this episode. We got a hint that he can take arrows and fire damage and be hit by a car and get back up. I think he's going to be okay. Um, Fisk is back. Yeah, so um, let's just move on from that. I'm not going to be worried about Wilson Fisk's well-being. I'll just double down on that and say, how many times did they go oh, go out of their way to just show us that this guy can get back up from a hit? Like, get back up from a really tough hit. Maybe four to five times to let us know. Maybe an extra time just there with the uh, arrows to let us know he can get back up. The car, the arrows. the I mean, he got smacked around Wilson Fisk. Um, he's he's, he's going to be okay. People freaking out about this already. I could already see people freaking out. Um, Wilson Fisk brought into the MCU just to be brought right back out. People are going to be so... Oh, dude. Ba people, literally chill. It's called anticipation. <laughs> He's got to be like squeezed back into the underworld. One of the LARPers, Wendy, she stands by Jack and she's like, I saw you with your sword earlier. Have you ever been LARP LARPing? <laughs> and he's like, LARPing? Is that some sort of laser activity? <laughs> And Kate sit in the back of an ambulance, and Clint says to Kate, i got to be really honest with you. It doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while, you come across somebody that just makes you better in every way. <laughs> and that Missy boy, she just outdid herself in that suit. The elasticity in the fabric. I think she's talking about Helena. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know tonight was a lot. He says, you took on Kingpin all by yourself. Not many people walk away from something like that. I'm so proud of you. I love it. I freaking love their dynamic. I, I want more of this show. Clint looks out at the police plaza, and he says, you know what? We got to walk that dog. Hey, it's official. He's, he's pizza dog. He's freaking pizza dog. It's official. Hashtag pizza dog. Go to Marvel Mania Pod at Twitter. Do hashtag pizza dog. Talk to me. So it's officially Christmas Day. We see an SUV driving up a nice snowy road. We got a white Christmas here in the MCU. Clint gets some bags out of the back, and he throws them over his shoulders. Eyes the front of the house decorated with garlands and lights. He's home. He, he picks up some uh, presents out of the back. It's so great. I'm happy he made it home for Christmas for his kids. And he asks Kate if she's coming. He brings Kate home for Christmas. And the dog. Pizza dog is with them. And uh, daddy, daddy, oh my God, the kid is so happy that they're, the kids are so happy that their dad's home. This is really great. I watched Endgame and one of these kids just grew up so fast. I don't know if it's reasonable. They were all snapped away. <laughs> and Clint's 
wife Laura is uh, there to hug him at the house, and but she's never left in any of the Marvel movies. <laughs> they miss each other, so um, it's great that they're seeing each other uh, again. <laughs> um, I want to see Laura leave the home next season, if possible. Laura and Kate meet each other. They embrace. They hug. What a great Christmas! They um, Clint got, got his son uh, like a toy gun. He tells her, you're never going to guess what was found at a black auction market in New York City. And he hands her the Rolex watch. Laura smiles gratefully and she says, thank you. She turns the lock over and it has a shield symbol on it, under it. And it says I-9 underneath it. He says, I want to take better care of your stuff. And she says, you're hardly one to talk. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what's going on here? Clint looks across the room at Kate. And he says, Kate, you want to help me something with something real quick? Dude, secret superhero lab under under the under the farmhouse. Outside, Kate uh, is with Clint as he throws some gas on the Ronin rope and uh, suit. And he asks her if he'd like to end this with him. And he strikes a match and lights it on the suit. They watch it burn together. Amazing. She says, so should I say a few words? Or <laughs> she says, can I ask you something? And he says, sure. What do you think of Ladyhawk? It's, he says, that's terrible. I agree. That's terrible. No way. No way. No way. Hawk Eve. <laughs> Damn hawk shot. Like hot shot. Nope. 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 Lady Arrow. I like that we're ending on a peaceful resolution at this place where the snap happened for Hawkeye. In a positive note. On a positive note. Right? Is that um, watch hinting that maybe that Rolex was hers? So what was, what was what's going on with Hawkeye's wife, Laura? Is there some stuff happening with her? Like, she was a shield agent. Is that what's is that what that's saying? She she's a shield agent, or was a shield agent. And and she has a lot of information, and she's doing stuff out there on that farm, like intel stuff. Or has been, or had been, or was, or is. I saw theories that she was the Ronin. Um, okay, this show was fantastic. Start to end. What a ride. A great introduction to a new character called Kate Bishop. Named Kate Bishop. Great follow-ups to the Hawkeye story, the Black Widow. I'm uh, sorry. I, I, I did say this once before on the show, but like, I did ask, why did they make Hawkeye a ninja? If I understand game... Um, when I was going into it years ago, uh, because afterwards, afterwards, and uh, at the end, I was like trying to go. I, I made like one trip to a McDonald's. And I was like, let's see what these McDonald's toys are like. Maybe I'll collect. Nope, I got a Hawkeye one. I'm like, oh, I got the Ronin one. I saw the movie. I'm like, well, why did they make him a ninja? <laughs> did they cut out something at the end? Um, because he's not a ninja anymore. But uh, you know. So we're gonna get. I think we're about to get a post credit scene here. I'll react to that right now. Anyway, um, I'll react to that after I finish what my thought here. This show gave so much, so much to that, um, this premise and uh, uh, followed up on the Ronin uh, storyline. And we we got to see why he was Ronin, what he did as Ronin. Um, it just gives so much more weight to so much that happened during the snap. I think as as did as is so much during Phase Four. Um, phase Four is. Easily my favorite Marvel face. Um, I would 
I would easily say that. I mean, if it weren't for Infinity War and Endgame, um, I'd probably put. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to think about the other phases, but I'm just going to say Phase Four is easily my favorite phase right now, and um, it makes me super excited for where the MCU is going. So the post-credit scene is a musical number. For, uh, let's do this all day. I could do this all day, and um, I'm not going to go beat by beat on this number. <laughs> you could watch it, and it is. You know what? These actors, actors work so hard on these performances. I'm telling you, um, this probably took these people, uh, these human beings, probably a month to two months out of their lives to learn. Nah, probably more like two, three weeks, but uh, every day, every single day, all these moves. Um, whether or not it's um, for a scene that's kind of being like, oh my gosh, this is exaggerated, funny background stuff. It's really funny. Uh, it's like, it's and it's for our entertainment. And um, damn right do these people deserve to be put on screen um, and get showcased for their families and everything uh, for the holidays. I'm so happy that uh, that was done, and uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I, if anybody's like cringing or whatever and saying like this is cringy, 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 um, and 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 if anybody's like mad at me for saying that, um, uh, it, you know what? It's a little bit cringy. I'll, I'll say that you know, musicals are that. Musicals are that. Um, I've been in cringy musicals, and um, I am the one of the most cringy podcasters uh, you've, I'm sure you've ever come across. Welcome to my hour and twentieth minute of that. Um, anyone who's made it here knows this. Um, thank you for being here today, Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. Um, I am truly, 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 truly excited to have been your host for 51 episodes so far this year i will not be guaranteeing this is my last of the year but it could be um because sometimes i just dive off and like lose track of time and it's just then three weeks later and then we'll just be in the, um, the 2022s and our anniversary but i'm just gonna say right now i really really aspire to um have another spider-man episode out very soon we have a lot more to talk about that movie um hawkeye and after after show will be coming at you even though we really have gotten really into these episodes as they've been coming out we, um, i've been learning how to break them down more as these shows have been releasing we've been learning a lot as an audience together we've been learning um you've been with me and it has been my pleasure learning with you um thank you so much for hanging out with me and watching this with me and coming back here after you watched it and just kicking back and looking upon our thoughts and thinking what did we think of this episode what did you actually think marvelmaniacpod@gmail.com please let me know um at marvelmaniacpod on all the socials and patreon.com/marvelmaniacpodcast if you'd like to uh, contribute a little bit no not necessary ever um always accepted we do give back a little bit of content whenever we can. I've, I'm embarrassed to say I keep saying that we haven't put anything up in a while. And um, I do very much intend to. In the next year, 2022, we are set up for success. I keep seeing more listens. You are freaking amazing. I am so excited to keep talking Marvel. Let's look at that slate um, in the next few weeks. <laughs> we got so much coming out next year. Um, let me know what you want me to talk about um, in our off period. There's going to be a little bit of an off period between... Um, this and Multiverse of Madness. We're literally on the off period, technically, but there's so much that just happened. Um, we're going to be buzzing on this for a few weeks. Uh, so let's buzz on this. I'm not I'm not buzzed down yet, um, <laughs> said the hour and 20 minute <laughs> um, episode. So you all have a wonderful, merry, very merry Christmas. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for being in my community. And until next time, 
Avengers, disassemble.